Let's pray. Father, we ask that we see there is illumination. The heights of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart can behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified as we are edified. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Alright. Utterances and revelations in the leading of the Spirit. I think this is the third part, right? The fourth one. Oh, the fourth section? Okay, good. Alright, John 8 verse 12, let's we'll start with that. John 8 verse 12 says, Are we there? It says that, And Jesus spake again to them, saying, I am the life of the world. He that followeth me would not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. He that followeth me will not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And that's, uh, like I've been saying to us in the last couple of weeks, that that's very fundamental to the preaching or to the leading of the Spirit, such that there is um, more people understanding what is going on in the sense of uh it says he that followeth me and that's the crux of the gospel that is a man who has believed the gospel cannot be confused a man who has is said to have believed the gospel can't be confused because it says he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life so as a believer we have the light of life. Hallelujah. Say, I have the light of life. I have the light of life. I sound like you, man. I have the light of life. So you have the light of life. So you are not someone who walks in darkness because you believe the gospel. So just not to waste our time today. And I said to us last week, I said, yeah, a lot of us get confused when it is something that's touching the leading of the spirit. And I saw something on Instagram today. And I would love to read it to us. And um, I would love to read the thing to us. And the thing, I think, I, I, as, I wrote, as I saw the thing, I said, oh, good. I said, good, I'm, I'm going to share this in church this evening. And that thing blessed me. And I was like, wow. So they said, so they, they did a description. I, um, I think, I don't know who exactly wrote it, but uh, I think something reformed by Christ or something wrote this thing on Instagram. And I just picked from it and I said, okay, I'm going to share this. Today. And they did a description and they said, God's voice and Satan's voice is like saying two ways. And I said, and when I saw it, I was like, this is a very easy, this is the most easiest way to understand how God leads someone. And I said, I, I, when I saw this thing, I just saved it and I was like, I was going to share it on church this night. And they said, so it's like saying, you do it like a, a cross, like you know that uh, um, word and opposite thing. God's voice, Satan's voice. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the last is number one, God's voice steals you, steals you like he steals you, or you know, when they say something steals, steals small voice, that calm thing. And then I'll say Satan's voice rushes you. I like it. Then I'll say another one, God's voice leads you. Then I'll say Satan's voice pushes you. Then I'll say, another one says God's voice reassures you. Another one says, God's word, Satan's voice frightens you. Another one says, God's voice enlightens you. 
Another one say God Satan's voice uh, confuses you. It says the next one says God's voice encourages you. Satan's voice discourages you. God's voice comforts you. Satan's voice worries you. God's voice calms you. Satan's voice obsesses you. God's voice convicts you. Satan's voice condemns you. I'm like, when I saw it, I was like, and they, and they wrote something that said, God is never early and he's never late. He is always right on time and his plans are, and his plans for you are good. I love that statement. And I don't know what they believe. I don't understand. But as I just saw that post, I was like, this is going to bless someone. Let me read it again. Say, God's voice steals you. Satan's voice rushes you. God's voice leads you. Satan's voice pushes you. God's voice reassures you. Satan's voice frightens you. God's voice enlightens you. Satan's voice confuses you. God's voice encourages you. Satan's voice discourages you. God's voice comforts you. Satan's voice worries you. God's voice calms you. Satan's voice obsesses you. God's voice convicts you. Satan's voice condemns you. And they said, God is never holy. He is never late. He is always right on time. And his plans for you are always good. I believe this is so basic and fun- I believe this is so basic and fundamental to the leading of the spirit, such that if we can understand how God's voice leads us, we will not make confusions. Like I've always told us, I said directions is very crucial to human existence, such that every man will have to make every man will have to make a decision. Decision as to what are you going to do now after the service? No, that may not be necessarily a decision, but decision of where you are going to go, where you are going to live, where you are going to spend the rest of your life, who you are going to marry, what a jo- what job are you going to take? You are going to have to make those decisions as life goes through. And if you are following through our meal, one of the things we are saying in our meals is the voices in your head, especially in this era of social media, such that. We have Netflix talking to us. After you leave this service now, the next first thing you are going to check is your phone. And that is something talking to us. The Instagram status is talking to us now. We are in Valentine's season now. Everything that is coming, everything that is on social media now is February 14, February 14. And that's a voice talking to you. A voice of, it's either you are going to be, it's either you are going to, um, be oppressed by things that is going to happen? Is it that you are going to be looking for a date? Is that somebody is going to be asking you, um, will you be my valentine? Is it that you two you are trying to be somebody's valentine? Or is it that you two you are asking someone to be your valentine? So different voices are coming. Different voices. And we are in that era where Netflix is talking, WhatsApp is talking, Instagram is talking, Twitter is talking, Facebook is talking. And if you are not careful, you're going to make decisions and that you will rush. Your friends are even talking. Your roommate is talking. Your professors in class are talking. Different people are speaking to you. So you are, you, are in a, you are in a world of information. Today now, this is like 8 p.m. in the evening now. Today now, I'm sure from like since you woke up till today, you've had several interactions with several people. 
you've had to be on several phone calls, you've had to text, you've had to see things on social media, you've had to see things on TikTok, you've had to see things on Twitter, you've had to see things on... You've, you've mongled with people and even after service tonight, you are still going to go and talk to people. You are living in that world of so many informations and if you are not careful, you would not be able to discern what exactly is God's voice in that world. So, you know, when we were growing up and there was not too much access to social media like now. I remember I opened Facebook when I was in secondary school and there was no, that was in high school, sorry, and there was no, um, before then, we were living fine. Before social media, well, then Tugo now came in, then after Tugo, then WhatsApp. No, I think we chat became something that everybody were going to. Then after we chat, WhatsApp, Twitter has, always, Twitter has been there because Twitter started from MySpace, then moved from MySpace to proper Twitter and uh, uh, Facebook there came. But now, we are not in that world where it's in. if you don't even belong to social media, it looks like you're an alien. You know, I've met someone who doesn't like social media. I've met someone, the person said, I don't do social media. I don't, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on anything. Just text me. Ah. I said, why? I said, why? Me, me, I was asking, I said, why? You know, she said, I don't like it. Why don't you like it? I just don't like it. <laughs> but that's for people. But you know that type of person now? That type of person now, we also have all that information the person is feeding on. There will be books, where is reading. There will be one access to maybe TV. There will be one movie. There will be one. Do we? We already live in that world of information. So where? How do we now decide? And let me tell you the things. Let me tell you something. Whatever you feed on stays in your mind long. If you keep watching, it's just like if your if your Instagram feed now. Let's let's take it to this point. If your Instagram feed now is filled with. Uh, food, and let's say you are fasting, do you know naturally you will just be hungry? My Instagram feed now, there are two things you will find. Food and travel. Those two things you will find those things. So in my head, I'm thinking of how I want to take the next flight. And how one food is going to, how I'm going to experiment one food. Now, if you are fasting and you keep seeing food all the time, you will, you know, you, do you know what will happen? Let me tell you, there was a day, not this time, oh. this was years ago, not that I think it was yesterday, <laughs> or this period we are fasting, no. There was a time I was just, I, it was so unconscious. I was just, I just kept looking at, I was fasting, oh, and I just kept looking at what was going on on Instagram. Because I enjoy, I like feeding my high sweets. All these food channels, all this food that I'm making things. Even though I don't know how to make it. Or even though I know I will never make it. I just enjoy the fact that somebody is mixing something, putting things. And do you know what I did? Unconsciously, I just went to my freezer. Not thinking, I went to pick things to and mix it and I ate it. Unconsciously. Then I, as I ate it, I don't remember. Ah, I've just partially dead. I just I was fasting. Now that's because it has stayed long in my mind. 
it has stayed long in my mind. It's just like if you keep seeing cars, if if you like cars, in fact, I have to, I have to, I have to do something with my Instagram. I think, I, I think I'm getting the algorithm of Instagram gradually. It's like saying what if you click on something, you click on another thing too much. That's the thing that will now keep coming. And I'll be giving you the suggestion of that thing. So one of the things I now do is to kick on the things I want to see so that I can get more suggestions of those things. I noticed that thing also with TikTok. If I click on somebody's channel, you can click on somebody's page. Let's say I watch somebody's video. And I'll click on somebody's video on that person's page. Watch about one, two, three of the person's video. As I go back again on Instagram, they will give me another video. On, on TikTok, they'll give me another video of that person. And anytime the person does a new video, even if I'm not following the person, the person's video will naturally appear on my field. So I'm getting the algorithms gradually. So I told myself, okay, now I know what to do. So whatever I want to feed on or I want to see, now I want to see what I want to see now on my Instagram presently is travel things. So now what is on my Instagram now? If you check my feed, it's something. Something that has to do with one vacation, something that has to do with one travel, something that has to do with somebody to business like business class or world first class. That's what I want to feed my mind on presently. That is your own mind. Everybody has to mind they want to feed on. I mean, I'm telling you my own mind. <laughs> now, so now, do you know that there was a time that cars were on needs, and naturally I was pressured to buy a car. In fact, I I almost I now went to Tesla um Tesla this. Tesla's um, website, I clicked on Tesla's website and everything, arranged the car, I saw it on, on Instagram, how you can order a car online. Then I went to try everything, did everything, arranged the car. When they now got to payment, that was really the problem. When they now said you should pay $70,000 at his check, ah. <laughs> so I went to check my account, my account doesn't even look like $70, not the dog was $70,000. So that's where I now exit out. But I was so happy that, ah. I was going, you know, I was going, you know, ah, the next step, next step, it was just like Apple, next step, next step, next step, till the next step landed me on, you will get the car in the next three months, um, this and that, 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 but you have to pay $70,000 now. You know what I did? I still click on it to see if I can pay it instrumentally because of pressure to see if they can give me, you know, like Apple now, Apple will tell you, is that you pay full, like $1,000 phone or $200, $299. So I was expecting that kind of instrumental payment for the Tesla to that. Okay, if I at least if I click on it, they will give me, they will break it down for me and say per month. Ah, I click, click. So I had really try to see if they will now charge my account. In fact, the thing never will go through at all. <laughs> and, and that's pressure. And that's where I will live in that world naturally. Such that we don't even know how to gauge what is going on in our minds. So, you know what now happens? You will now want to make a decision. That thing you have fed on so long will now be the thing that is leading you. And you will think it is God. If you keep having a conversation with someone and you keep having a conversation on, um, let's say, how you want to buy a dress. Or now, maybe you like all these imprinted dresses with the right name and all of those things. You keep having those things. You keep having, you keep having those conversations. You now keep doing research. You keep seeing it. Let me tell you the truth. Even if you now find a means. Now, I'm just giving this as a vague example. 
if you now find a means to buy the dress, and let's say it wasn't even in your budget, it wasn't in anything. Let's say somebody was now coming and somebody you now see that in printed check for a free or let's say let's say like a five dollar amount, you wouldn't even think you would just buy it. And that is naturally how many of us take decisions impulsively. You just you just say okay because it's a job let me take it. Okay because it is this let me go. Because it is that opportunity let me take it. Oh because it is that. It is not a good thing. Many of us lose God's mind on it. So when things now... Now, does it mean that things will naturally now crumble if you don't follow God's plan? That is not it. That's not what we are saying. Things don't have to crumble. Things don't have to go bad. You just did not follow His plan. Are you getting what I'm saying? You just are not in His plan. That's all. So I'm not trying to tell you that. Okay, if you don't follow God's plan, something bad will happen. Something good will happen. That's not what I'm saying. Don't hear the devil. What I'm saying is that you did not follow his plan. And I don't know about you. I'd rather be in God's plan. Can I think he said, I'd rather be number... No, um, um, Bishop Abiyo, he said, I'd rather be number two in God's plan than number one in my own. I'd rather, be, I'd rather just stay in God's plan than me trying to figure out my own plans. You have to take a decision on, okay, let me let me go in this direction. Let me just move to this city. Let me just go to this city because an opportunity came in for me. Because this came in for me. And I've only said this. Anything that doesn't involve the work of God, the ministry. So now, so now let's look at it for this, for instance. Okay, let's say somebody now tells me that and say, okay, I call um, come and start a church now in New Zealand. Um, a country called New Zealand. We're going to give you 100 million members. Um, your ministry is going to reach the world. You are going to preach the gospel all over. They will do the, the, everything is already ready. TV station is ready. This and that. They don't have to press play. The crowd is ready, waiting for you. It's, it's not even crowd. Stadium is your short service. Is ready, waiting for you. All you just have to do is move down. Now, I have a blue pastor. I can move. Abi, you get what I'm saying? That, the moving line is not a problem. All that just needs to happen is I just have to go buy the ticket. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Now, does that mean... Now, that's how we think. We just think because everything arranged. Now, okay, what is tying me down to, to Rochester? Nothing really. You say, I'm going to find the church to chair, Tell your pastor the church. Or thank God that if is back, if will just continue preaching. Or we just say, Noah, teach for us. <laughs> and I'll just be coming to visit you people once in the blue moon. I'll say, hi guys, maybe summertime. I don't come and spend summer with you two weeks. Hi guys, welcome back to um, the Supernatural Church again. And let's just say, they even told us that they, they, they don't want us to keep the name. They have even given us a name. They say, the name of our church now is now... Um, Charismatic. Let's say Pentecostal charismatic. Let's, let's just see because there's this this, this day and age there's no name of there's no name of church that does not exist. So it's better to just it's just it's just it's just it's, we just have to stay care. So nobody nobody hear this subject. I don't think we are talking about their church. So let's just say baptism, charismatic, Pentecostal, Church of God. And um, no, we say 
baptism, baptism certified, charismatic, um, mighty hand of God, um, uh, uh, Periscopa Presbyterian Ministry. That's the name of the church. And you have the members, you have the crowd. In fact, it's not just that. It's not just that you have the member in New Zealand. You have a million, hundred million people in New Zealand. You have another one million in Australia. You have like ten thousand in UK. You have like fourteen thousand in New Zealand. In in um in Africa, you have you just have places all around. Even in Antarctica, one person is even here in UK. You just even have they just have all of those things. But the only thing is, dump this church, dump. Just be visiting them once in a while, add it over to somebody and we'll take care of it. your accommodation. They already send me. I mean that I like big houses before. I don't know about you. I don't really like big houses. Maybe all these like 10 bedrooms, 100 mansions. I like it. In fact, it's that I've already started feeding my eyes with it now on Instagram. I like to, anything I like to see, I like to feed my eyes much with it so that it can motivate me to work harder. I don't know about you, but you will motivate it. So now, they, they just show me that one, the Tesla car that I'm hungry to buy, they say they will give me Tesla and Benz. Good? Is that very good deal? Yes. Ah. God said he wants to reach the earth. I taught you now. The glory of God is that he's the whole the earth. Is he not the same human being? Yeah. It's the same human being. Is he not the human beings? Are they not already there? They are there. Good plan. But you know, the question will now be, is that what God is saying? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Go plan. Then you have watching. Ah, thank God. We that we are still staying in this church that we are still trusting God that we, we are growing. You get what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Ah, opportunity has come. This and that and that. Let me just go. In fact, and now they, they even now say it, they not even say that in such a way that they will get everybody in this house, they will get everybody else. If I move everybody. They will get everybody a good job. In fact, you never have to work. Those are just they don't they will put everybody on salaries. Just move everybody in your job. Is you people that people are like as a pastor? You told us that this world will reach the world. I try to share what kind of say that pastor. You said that we are going to reach the world. What is this an avenue? You just be smiling like ah. Am I really ready? But this is an adventure. <laughs> no one will just blush. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Everyone will just say, ah, oh, well, thank God. Kurino <laughs> say, thank God. It's the only that will be happy the most. I don't know, to me, she told me she will not be happy, but Nikke will be happy. Are <laughs> you getting what I'm saying? Now, those words now, do you know what will happen? The question will now be, now that plan, that great one, is that what God sent me to do? The opportunity is there, easy visa, they will take care of you, you can travel, in fact, they will even give you a private jet to take care of, to travel to anywhere you want to go to. As I'm even saying it to your mind, some of you are already thinking, Pastor, don't you think this thing is going to really happen? <laughs> even if it happens. I'm not leaving New York. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because you must know what God is saying. Ask your neighbor, do you know what God is saying? Yes. 
That's the question. Do you know it? So we are saying, Hutchinson's a revelation in the leading of the Spirit. We are looking at how does the gifts of the Spirit help us to follow God's leading? That is, when we give utterances, tongues and interpretation, prophecies, when we see revelation, when we see dreams, when we see trances, visions, how do they guide our paths in the leading of the Spirit? So we're somewhere last week, and um, we're somewhere last week. Let's let's look at First Corinthians twelve. We started on the utterance gate already, so we trust God that we'll be able to to move on the. We'll be able to do more today. Praise God. Look at First Corinthians twelve. First Corinthians twelve verse one. It says, "Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles, carried away unto this door by us." Even as ye will let. He now says, Therefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God, call that Jesus are called, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. He now says, But there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but the same God which walketh on the law. He now says, But the manifestations of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. So, meaning, that in our says, but one is given, and I explained to us, and I have explained to us over the weeks, and I said that when he says to when he says that uh in verse three there are diversities of gifts, it means diaresses, that is there are different gifts, there are varieties of the gifts of the spirit that works in the believer. So when that, that diversity is from the Greek word diaresses, and it means varieties. So, and I said, when he used gifts there, it's from the Greek word charisma, that is, it's an endowment. Just like a, bo- a man is born with the eyes, a man is born with nose, a man is born with mouth, a man is born with hands. That is how we're born again with the gifts of the Spirit. We're born with it. Hallelujah. So, a man is born with the gifts of the Spirit. So, the gifts, and it is varieties of it. So when he say, and so with that charisma implies that it's a supernatural faculty. That is, it is an ability that comes with new birth. A supernatural faculty. It's an ability, a supernatural ability. So such that you can manifest the gifts of the spirit the way you want to. And at the time you want to. So, so it, so it says there are diversities of gifts. In essence, but there are differences of administrations, meaning the way they would, the way you would speak with thoughts now is different. The, the way you want to lay hands on the seat now is not the same way you, you want to speak with thoughts. You will lay hands, you will use your hands. But when you want to pray in thoughts, you are going to use your mouth. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when it says there are differences of administrations, means there is a different way it's going to be administered. I'm not going to be laying this on the seat now and be saying shalabalabalabala. No. I am going to speak words over the person and the person will be healed. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm going to touch the sickness and the sickness will go. So there are differences of administrations. But he now says, look at what he now says. He now says, but the same Lord. He now says, there are diversities of operations. Meaning there is a different way it will flow. In essence, but the manifestation that is the unveiling, the full closure of the things of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. So if you have not read up, 
you will be thinking that every man was giving one one gift. That is not true. I've explained it over the weeks that it is not true. We, we so that diversities, that differences, that administration, that manifestation, he now listed it. That is why he now said in verse 8, he now said, For to one is giving the spirit of word of wisdom, and to another the knowledge word of knowledge. He now used the same word it has been using by the same spirit. So if you have missed the concept in verse 4, verse 5, verse 6 of the same spirit, you will not understand it. It says the same spirit. So it's the same spirit that gives you word of wisdom. It's the same spirit that will give you word of knowledge. It's the same spirit that will make you have the servant of spirit. And the servant of spirit doesn't mean you are just, you are just sensing. You are just sensing. No. Servant of spirit deals with visions and revelations. I'm going to explain it in this series. It deals with trances, dreams. It's like saying you can see something. The servant, so it's the same spirit that is so. It's not as if you are, you are manifesting from a different spirit. When you speak with tongues, it's that same spirit that makes you speak with tongues that will help you interpret. That same spirit is the same spirit that you will use to heal the sick. It's the same spirit. It's the same spirit that will help you to also flow with the Holy Ghost. It's the same spirit. So you must know. So when it says the same spirit, so the same spirit helps me with tongues. The same spirit helps me with interpretation. The same spirit helps me with prophecy. The same spirit helps me with word of knowledge. The same spirit helps me with word of wisdom. The same spirit helps me with discernment of spirit. The same spirit helps me with gifts of healing. The gifts of working of faith. The gifts of workings of miracle. The same spirit. The same spirit. So if you missed it in verse 4, verse 5, verse 6, you are going to keep missing it down. It's the same spirit. So that means the, the fact that you can speak with tongues means you can flow with the nine. Hallelujah. The fact that you can speak with tongues means you can flow with all the gifts of the spirit because it is what? The same spirit. So what happens to a believer who can't flow with other things is changing himself. He's missing something out. He is not properly taught. The same spirit. And one of the things we're going to look at tonight is the interpretation of tongues and prophecy. And we're going to see how that also guides our leading of the spirit. Because it helps us. Now, last week we were on tongues. We said that for a believer, we said in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2, it says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto man, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, albeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. So, and I said, when he says, for he that speaketh, don't forget, this is a letter written to a church. So, if it's to a church, who are those in the church? Believers. So, when he says, he that speaketh in tongues, who is the he? The he is the believer. So, it's a believer that speaks in tongues. An unbeliever cannot. Are you getting what I'm saying? An unbeliever cannot speak in tongues. They can only act it. They can just act it in movies and say, they are saying, they are acting it. But they can't speak in it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Just like before we came, before we started teaching out, we prayed for quite some minutes and we were talking in tongues. That's because we, believe, we are believers. An unbeliever cannot flow in that dimension like we did this evening. It's, he can only act it. He can only say, he can only act it. But he can't flow with it because he doesn't have the spirit. So being born again gives us access to the spirit. So how did we get born again? We can say we are born again by the spirit of God, right? So and that same spirit of God gives us the ability of the gifts of the spirit. Because I told us it's a natural, it's a supernatural faculty. We were born again with the gifts of the spirit. We were born again righteous. We were born again saved. We were born again justified. We were born again not a sinner. We were born again with the entire nine gifts of the spirit. 
So that shows if you want to see, if you want, let me tell you something. If you want to switch this atmosphere now to an atmosphere of supernatural encounters, where all of us in this meeting now will be having supernatural encounters, supernatural beings in this meeting, we can. It happened in glory meeting in one of the sessions that we did, where all of us were seeing angels, we're seeing beings. Some of you even saw Jesus. Why? Because it is a supernatural encounter. So we picked, it's like saying, we switch realms. And you get what I'm saying. The Bible says in Revelation 8 verse 1, it says, John was in the spirit in the lost day. What was happening? He switched. Ginomai. Meaning, in that same spot he was, on a Sunday morning, he just switched. He just started seeing in the spirit. So, a believer, and it's the same spirit. So, what happens to a believer? He just needs to be taught how to flow with it. Just like you, you, they got you filled with the Holy Ghost. They got you, they explained tongues to you and you spoke. Abi, right? That is the same way they will now explain what the other things of the Spirit is to you and you will now flow with it. Does it make sense, guys? Yeah. So, it's, so, that shows now, if you want to now switch this service, eh? and we'll do it as the, as the weeks progress, we'll switch this service and we'll just say, guys, let's just flow with visions and revelations. And in a deliberacy of supernatural beings, we want to see something in the spirit. Not just something. Not just that you are seeing white, you are seeing red, you see you saw. That's not so. You just, it's just, um, it's just a um, um, camera. <laughs> or what? <laughs> I know the OGs will understand why I'm laughing. But I won't expose anybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't expose anybody. But it's not, it's not that you saw red. It's not that you saw all of those things. But you are seen in the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> I think I have to say this thing. So everybody will understand why I'm laughing. There was one day when you were meeting. And somebody in this meeting said, I asked the person. This was years ago, not now. This was about three, four years ago. I just said, what do you see? The person said, I see red, red, red. <laughs> you know, I just didn't want to keep the feeling of myself. Good, 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 good. I just knew that. Ah, the next one, I started teaching revelation gifts. I just started teaching visions and revelations. This is how to see in visions and revelations. This is what to do. Just so that the person will not keep seeing red. When the person is red, I started thinking, ah, are we in this, right? <laughs> <laughs> say, I see red. The person is here, but I will not expose the person. Say, I see red. I see red. I just see red. I said, and this was like, the person was so confident. I said, I said, I said, come to the front, share with us. What did you see? How will you remember that meeting? Everyone will remember me. They said, oh, I see red. I see red. I said, ah. In my mind, I just can't think, is this a shrine? What is, why is this person seeing red? What is, is it, does red mean the blood of Jesus or what is this person seeing? Others were seeing beings. Others were saying they saw something, they saw an angel, they saw this. This was saying, I see red. I see red. Ah, the next Sunday, I just knew that, ah, I see have work to do. I just started teaching Revelation gifts. This is, this is what happens in a meeting like that. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, if you want to switch, so that shows that it's an ability and an endowment in you. And I tell people, I say, see, 
it will pain you on the last day eh? that you had all of these things and you did not use it. I tell people, I tell these things that we have now seen on the last day, all these angels and all of these things that we are now going to see on the last day, Jesus that we are going to say, we could have started seeing it on it now. It will pain you. When other people are even saying, ah, I saw you some months ago now, that year you came to my room and you spoke to me. In that meeting, you appeared to me and you spoke to me and we are now talking like that. You will always say, wow. On the last day, you don't be on the church, you don't say, wow. Wow. So this high everything even look like. But there are some people that those things will not. Those things will not shock them. Imagine Peter dying now and he's seeing Moses. He can't be surprised. He saw him at the transfiguration. Matthew 17. He said he saw Moses and then. So when Moses, Peter died, when Peter died now and he started seeing Elijah and Moses, he said, So is you that appeared to Jesus that day? What will he say? What will he tell him? He's not going to be surprised. Because they are bumped into supernatural encounters. They bumped into it. So I tell people, I say, You're going to be pained. That you add because your eyes will be opened, that you add all of this endowment. It's like saying you add hand and you do not know how to use your hand. It's like saying you had leg and you never walked. That is how it is for the gifts of the spirit. It's like saying you had a leg and all through your life you, you were crawling and your leg was functioning properly. Not that you were disabled, your leg was functioning properly. That is exactly how it is for the believer who doesn't flow with the things of the spirit. It's like saying, you, because you were born with it, the minute that born again, being born again means you were born of the Spirit. So when we say, it's just like in John 3, where it says, whosoever, go and listen to supernatural life, I beg you. You know, I explained to you in supernatural life, I said, whosoever is born of the water is born of the Spirit. When it says you are born of the Spirit, born of the Spirit comprises of everything. Born of the Spirit means you are born with tongues. You are born with interpretation. You are born with prophecy. You are born with revelation gift. You are born with the utterance gift, with the power gift. You are born with it. Hallelujah. So it will pay something. It will pay everybody. I can't imagine now. And you know, we've been making a joke about this thing. Just to say, yeah, God gave everybody one one thing. So you mean that uh, Sister Joy and I will not be speaking in tongues. Me, my own will not be just interpreted. So I won't be able to speak in the doors. She will say, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Wow, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Lord is saying that the Lord is saying. And that's all I will be able to do alone in my life. Just imagine. That does not make sense, right? Just imagine that all I can only do is just healing the sick. I cannot, the gift of healing. I cannot use the gifts of faith. I cannot use workings of miracles. So anybody, I cannot even talk in tongues. So anyone that comes to me, they'll say, how do you pray? He say, well, I just talk to God on my own. I just do this. So how do you need to see? It's the only gifts that God gave me. So the only thing you know how to do, it does not make sense. Hallelujah. So we're on tongues. And we said, if a man knows how to speak in tongues, if he can pray in tongues a lot, he would naturally yield to the leading of the Spirit. He will. Just not to waste our time because I want to think, I want us to leave service today early, quite early enough. Um, look at um, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 10. Let's look at interpretation because interpretation of tongues will help us well. Look at interpretation too because tongues was interpretation is not a prophecy, right? So now I want to look at what interpretation means. I, I believe this is this is slant that you will read this an explanation. This explanation I'm about to give you tonight. I believe it's something that is very scarce 
that you will find a lot of people just explain tongues but not many people really explain interpretation of tongues they just tell you in fact when i was much younger what they told me is now that you can speak in tongues go and pray go and, you have to convert the gift of interpretation it is a converting go and convert it ah. so i now say ah, and i ask the person i say how do you convert it the person say you just convert <laughs> I said, you don't understand. The person said, I said, I said, this person told me to go and convert the gift. I said, so how do I now start converting it? He said, you will just convert it. He said, as you keep converting it, you will just, you don't have flowing. So me too, I got to my room. Lord, I convert. I convert interpretation. I convert. I convert. So I'll, I'll ask my friend, I'll say, have you gotten the gift? Have you, have you started interpreting? He said, no. I convert it too. I, and I asked the man too, I said, have you started flowing with it? He said, I'm still converting. <laughs> so if you are still converting, what's the, what's the assurance that I will ever get it? <laughs> if you have been born again years before I got it, and you are still converting, you are not telling me to go and continue what you have not gotten. Uh-uh. It does not balance. I don't know about you, but something does not, something that people say does not balance. You see, you are converting, and you want me to, and you have not gotten that you have been born again for at least five, seven, ten years before I got born again, and you are converting me that I'm still a JJC believer. You want me to now go and convert? So what's the assurance that I will ever, I will ever get to the point where I will have it? I don't want to tell you the other believers. You cannot have the gift of healing, right? You don't have it. Convert it, because they don't know what to tell you. They just say, let's go and convert it. Because the Bible says, endlessly covet the best gifts. So, covet it. So, covet it. We will, we will explain the covet. I think I, I explained it to you, being, um, effective. being effective with tongues and all of those things. But, they honestly just covet it. They won't tell you what to do. They just, say, just go and covet. Go to your room, covet. So, me too. Every night, I covet. So, if the wind just blew, Lord, is that the coveting covet? <laughs> Okay, in the of thoughts, don't get carried away. We assist, we are studying gifts of the spirit, but we are looking at how the gifts of the spirit we assist our being led of the spirit. Those of you that used to write portraits and close your book, okay. So many a times you now you now go back to the author. The author told you that you will move and you will go, and you will go and you will go and you never went. Then you are now wondering. Is it that I missed something? Yes, you missed. The other told you, so you will now pray and you will now fast. Once you hear that one, your mind will switch off. You just hear, so glory. Oh, you <laughs> glory. <laughs> your mind will switch off from the instruction that they say you should do. They say, oh, I see and I see. Then you're just healing the sick and you're just healing. Oh, and as you heal, as you heal, you will just stretch forth and stretch forth. As you stretch forth and you, and you move in the trickles and the prickles. And from the prickles and the pickles and the pickles and the pickles, but you will not pray. You don't you don't like that pray. You like the chickles and the pickles and the pickles. You don't like that, and you will not pray. As you pray, you will do well to fast. As you are fasting, you will do well to wait on the Lord. As you are waiting on the Lord, you just do well to retreat and just wait like 21 days. Nobody like that smart. All you don't know is they told me that in the chickles and the pickles, and in the pickles and the pickles and the pickles, I will move and I will move. Go and obey you. That's part of the leading. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
That you will fast, you will retreat, you will pray, is the leading. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the leading. Many a times when, I, when people give me all chances, I wash out for the instruction. What is the instruction here? So I don't miss it. I don't get carried away with the sweetness of, wow, look at what God wants to do. I don't want to get carried away with that. I get, I get to look at the instruction. What am I to do? In Act 9, he says, when the Lord, when Jesus appeared to Paul, he said, what should I do, Lord? The Lord said, go to Israel and it will be told thee what thou shalt do. The first thing Paul asked was, what should he do? So when that is when an ultras come and all of them, what do you do with it? That's what we are studying. Are you getting what I'm saying? And how does God guide our path? Many of you, your parents have told you, you know, in your destiny, and it's, you know, there are times your parents speak by the Spirit. Many of you that your, your parents are born again and they are Christians. And you just feel like, maybe because we are adults or something, you just feel like, mm, this was just saying something. You have to know where to draw the line. You have to know, okay, maybe they are beefing you or they are not beefing you or when they are talking about the spirit. There are times they are just talking about you and say, you know, when you are younger, there are things I just told God about you. Pay attention. Pay attention to those things. And I told God that this person and this person, you will just, you know, that you will be fervent with the Lord. You will just be a preacher in there. You know, there are some people that they told them they will be pastors today and they are not in church. How do you want to be a pastor? Are, your parents told you. In fact, even on your naming ceremony, pastors have told you and said, this one is a child. This one is a minister of the gospel. And they are not in church. And they are still telling themselves that. They told me I will be a pastor. How do you want to be a pastor without being in church? How? So we are looking at the navigation of tongues. Let's 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 not go carried away. I've tried to work with time. I want to release us early today. In navigation of tongues, look at it in First Corinthians twelve verse ten. It says, "To another the workings of miracle, to another prophecy, and to another the sign of spirit, and to another diverse kind of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues." So the gift of interpretation of tongues will imply that for it to be in operation. The gifts of tongues is in operation because it has tongues in it. It's not just interpretation of English or Yoruba plus English interpretation or Spanish, Spanish and English or French and English or Creole and English. I think in the um, South American culture they speak Creole, right? In Haiti, right? In Haiti, Jamaica, no, just Haiti. Asians. Asians. Oh, Haiti. They speak Creole. Jamaica speaks Creole. Oh, okay. So, now, this thing is called interpretation of tongues. And the reason for interpretation of tongues is one thing, tongues. Tongues has to be in operation for an interpretation to happen. So, in essence, when the operations of the gifts of the Spirit, in, in and walking through the believer, you know, the gifts of the Spirit, the Spirit is already with you, right? The endowment is with you, right? The ability is with you. So when you want to use it, when the ability is working or when the operations, when when we are, let me use, let me use when we are, when we want to use it, let me use the word in quote loosely, when we want to use the interpretation of tongues and all of those things, it means that tongues will precede the interpretation. Because it's just like, it's just like if I'm interpreting in, in Spanish now, and let's say, Sacha Magaya or Sister Indian is um, my interpreter for me, right? I have to say something for her to now interpret it in Spanish, right? 
So tongues has to be the first thing. So there is no interpretation with, with there's no interpretation without thoughts. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's key. That's very fundamental to this. <clears throat> so now, that's why Paul always mentioned it together. Paul always mentioned interpretation together with tongues. He doesn't just say the gift is not just called interpretation, it is called interpretation of tongues. So now, in, in, in you see in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4 to 5. Look at what it says. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4 to 5. Let me show you the interpretation there that it was used. It says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. So when you speak in tongues, now you are praying alone, right? And you are edifying. Now, look at it this way. When do you, when do you really need interpretation? In a church garden. When you are at home, you don't really need what? You must be talking to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is what Paul was saying here. When he says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. But he that prophesied edifies the church. Meaning that, it's just like if I'm teaching you now in service now and I'm speaking in tongues, as you are sitting there, I just say, blah, 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 blah. a lot of you don't be looking. And that's why you see some churches, they will just be saying amen. And the pastor is just saying, amen, amen, because they are not taught. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, if I'm to explain, let's say I switch now. And some of you, if I've checked some of our materials and all those things, you will see certain places where I just switched, where I talk in tongues. You will notice immediately I give the interpretation because I don't want to get you carried away. I don't want to get you confused. I want to tell you something by the Spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so in essence, so he says, either prophesies and defies the church. And I've always told us over the years that tongues plus interpretation is going to give us prophecy. I don't know if we have time tonight if we we'll look at prophecy, but I hope we do. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 13, too, look at 1 Corinthians 14, 13. It says, Let him, he said, Wherefore, let him that speaketh in our no tongue pray that he may interpret. This way they got that doctrine of letting convert from. Go and pray for the interpretation. Go and do this. But look at what he now says in verse, uh, look at what he now says in verse 26. 26, 27. Look at it. He says, How is it then, Bridget? When we come together, every one of you had a psalm, every one of you had a doctrine, every one of you had a revelation, had an interpretation, let all things be done into edifying. In verse 27, now says, If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at most by three, and that by cause let one interpret. In verse 28, look at what he now says, very key. He now says, If there be no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church, and let him speak to himself at what? So that shows that. We can come to a church meeting and we can all pray in tongues because we are well taught. Right? He says, if there's no interpreter, let him just do it. Let him just keep speaking to himself. Does he say we should shut up? No, he never says we should. I don't know where people got the idea that we can only talk in tongues at, at home and not talk in tongues in church. That's a stupid. It is not biblical. It's, it's, it has never been biblical. In Act 10, he says, why Peter here speak? The Holy Ghost fell. And when it means that everybody started speaking with tongues. So it has never been biblical that when we come together, in the gathering of believers, we can all pray in the Spirit. We can. So it says, if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent and let him speak to himself and God. That is why, why do we have somebody lead us in prayer? We have somebody lead us in prayer who give us a direction in prayer and we all pray in the Spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? We now all pray in the Spirit because we are believers. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? That's different from a gathering where people are not taught. We are believers. That is why you will keep reading on. He says, he now says that if there be, look at what he now says in verse 24. Look at what he says in verse 23. First Corinthians 14, 23. He says, therefore, if the whole church come together in one place and we all speak with tongues, and they come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers, we they not say you are mad? Meaning that only an unbeliever will see tongues. Only a, an unlearned and an ignorant person will come into a service now and see everybody talking in tongues and say, these guys are mad. But a man who is born again will naturally see it as normal. What did he now say in verse 24? And that says, but if all prophesy and there won't come in that believe it, not, or unlearned, he is convinced of all and is judged of all and the secret of his heart is made manifest. So the volley, so meaning that when there is not a prophecy, meaning that when there is not a revelation, that person will not be convinced, like, ah, God is in this place. So, are you getting what I'm saying? But that's to let you know that when we come together, we can obviously, because we are believers, pray in the Holy Ghost. And that is why we have somebody who leads us in prayer, who explains prayer to us, who also explains why we pray in the Spirit, so that if an unbeliever comes to the service, we should not be. If an unbeliever comes to service, we can all flow together. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, do you look, let's, look, let's look at something now. What does interpretation and interpret mean? In the Greek word, is from the word Armenia. H-E-R-M-E-N-E-I-A. H-E-R-M-E-N-E-I-A. Armenia. And it, is, it implies to explain, to give meaning to. So, interpretation of thought simply means to give meaning to, to uncover, to explain, to report the outcome of a discussion with God. Don't forget, we said in, we said about tongues last week. We said that when you are speaking to in speaking in tongues, who are you communicating to? Who are you communicating to? So that shows that when you want to interpret, what are you doing? You are telling somebody the conversation you had with God in a plain language. So it needs to reveal, to uncover, to disclose, to bring out the outcome of the discussion. It's so it's like saying, it's like saying, me and I can hold sister in the year now, I can hold her hands now, and we can, she can tell me a problem, and I tell her my own problem, and we both pray about it, we both talk to God about it, we both talk in utterances, that is in, um, sorry, not utterances, that is in tongues about it. We spend quite some time, let's say we spend like 30 minutes about it in tongues and everything. And after we are done, we can tell ourselves, bless me with an utterance. What does that mean with an utterance or with an interpretation? She will not tell me things that she's sensing in her heart. She will not tell me, she will just speak by the Holy Ghost. Meaning, what is that conversation about? Why is she telling me by you? Why is she telling me things that way? She's telling me because she has just had a conversation. She has just discussed my problem with God. And this is the result. This is the answer. This is what to do. That's why many times, interpretation of God sometimes always carries instructions. That's why many times I tell you, start with tongues before you give an interpretation. 
So, it means to give meaning to, to uncover, to explain, to report the outcome of the discussion that was spoken in tongues. Because when you had the conversation in tongues, who heard you? You had just one audience, the audience of one. But when you now start speaking in English, you know that obviously you are not just talking to God now alone, you are now talking to everybody. You are talking in a way that this person has to understand. So let's say it's not about both of you. I am going to tell you something you understand that is going to make sense to you. Many times I can even now tell you something you did not tell me about the prayer. And I will now tell you because I just had a conversation with the Father of Spirits. Who knows everything? Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so I'm having so interpretation many times is to report the outcome of the, discuss, the discussion with God to the mind. So it does not come from the mind, it is from the same source, and that same source is tongues. It is not that your mind is thinking, oh, what do I say now? What do I say now? What do I not say? Okay, okay, hey, hey, they are about to say, we are now giving English. We are, yeah, yeah. No, that's not what is on your mind. You, the same, look, look at something. Everybody, let's practicalize something. Talk in tongues. Amen. Look at that, you, you know, you see how you do not struggle now. Now, if I say, give an interpretation, that the same way you just spoke, you speak that way, straight. But you know what, what is on your mind? Your mind is blocked with so, as, so, if I say, fuck in tongues now, and I say, go for the next five minutes in tongues, and I say, stop, now give an interpretation. The same way you did not think before you spoke in tongues, that is the same way you are going to trust God for that words. By the Spirit. So, you are th- so and what happens to you is that you are thinking, hey, hey, how do I do this? How do I not do this? You have entered the flesh. It is still by the Spirit. Do you know that it is supernatural to talk in tongues? Many of you have talking, you have spoken in tongues a lot that you don't even know it's supernatural again. You have forgotten that this thing is not is supernatural. If you had to, if you if you grew up like me, where you had to tarry before you speak, they'll tell you the baptism. You know, there's baptism. But they say there is baptism of the Holy Ghost. Bant- you have to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And my own mother will oppress you with tongues at home. Oh, show sure, Did I spoke it? I said, it's fake. My mother said, no, because she, she has oppressed everybody in the house so much that. Ah, so you can now speak in this thing. You. <laughs> the, so. Imagine, so now you don't, so now you have spoken so much. In fact, as you are driving, you are about to even sleep, as you are pressing your phone, you are looking at TikTok. Wow. Wow. So you don't even, you have even forgotten that this is supernatural. You have forgotten that it is part of the gifts of the Spirit. That's what many of us think. We just think that, many of us just close our mind that talks is not the part of the gifts of the Spirit. But when the last time I say, heal the sick, he's not saying, let's be coming down. So you mean I'll touch somebody and the cripple will just walk like that. You have forgotten that it is not natural to speak in tongues. You have just done it too much. You have just, you have just abused it. Let's, let's, let me use that word. <laughs> I use that word loosely. There's nothing like abuse of tongues anyway. But, so it's the same way. 
So let's do it again now. Talk in tongues. Hallelujah. You see, you did not think before you did it. Right? You didn't think before you did it. So that shows that if I'm to tell you now, give an interpretation after you have spoken in tongues. It's just like how the person in Spanish will naturally just know what to say because I've spoken. That is how it is to your spirit. Because you have spoken to God, you can just naturally bless somebody. Why do you think we pray for utterances and boldness to speak as we ought to? And we pray it in tongues. And we pray for the preacher. Such that when the preacher is now talking, it's just like I told you, I've always told you, before I come and teach, I make sure, yes, having read my sermon, having known what I will preach, having prepared my sermon book, I make sure that I spend quite some time just praying in the spirit. So that many of the things I will say will be an utterance. So I am not just coming to just come and be mechanical to you. And I do it in all my services. There is no service you will see me come here and teach that I have not spent quite some time praying. And I'm not talking about one hour, two hours. No, I'm telling you quite some times. I would have just prayed. Look at my note again. So when I'm not explaining certain things, even the explanation I never thought of, when I was writing my notes, I will naturally be saying it. So that's why many times, I even go back to my own message to listen. Why? Because sometimes I didn't plan to say this. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it blesses me back. It's just like as I was coming, I felt like I was playing um, um, Glory Among Us. I was even hearing certain things that, ah, I was wondering, in my mind, I was wondering, when did I teach this? When did I say this? But I remember that time when I was teaching Glory Among Us. Remember those period where it was like an odd season. Remember that season? Everything was just glory. That was the time we were seeing mist. We were seeing cloud. We were seeing different power of God. Rejoicing. Different. Those were the times we were seeing things like that. So we are in that odd atmosphere. So, it is, so, as it is natural to speak in tongues, it is natural to interpret because it is your realm. Say it is my realm. It is my realm. You're not saying it like you mean it. It is my realm. So, that is the gift of interpretation of tongues does not mean translation of tongues. It, so, the interpretation of tongues doesn't mean you're not saying shala, that is, zozo, ruka, that is to say, orodo, otigopa. That's the. <laughs> That's not what is happening. A lot of us want to do shola bolo 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 bolo. That is Jesus 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 Jesus. Jesus. It is great. 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 You have watched so many Nollywood. When they start dancing, like I know all of us just think. When somebody wants to prophesy, you have to dance. When they start, oh, Jesus, Jesus. In fact, the way we grew up, if you have not said one statement, you have not prophesied. Don't the Lord! How we grew up in that era where in your church, if, the, if they did not start with Don't the Lord, they have not prophesied. Don't the Lord! Service with pause. Everyone did not listen. It's like, it's like saying, Hold on. God wants to talk. So the person is shouting, so the person, the person will have to increase his voice so loud. Not knowing that the period of his soldier is probably the right problem. But we, because we are not taught, you just think this person has led this way. How do you used to 
Maybe no one I'm talking about. Just the person has left this realm. The person is already in the spirits. The person has God is God has taken over the map. It's a lie. It's the sense that he's tough. That's why the person will be pointing them and say, You the pastor! Stop what you are doing. It's because the person knows what the pastor is doing. Don't see any law! I will never forget that day. The pastor was trying to close service when we were young. In fact, the pastor was not happy that the person, maybe the pastor does not like the person. I don't know. But we're all kneeling down. Let me I, I, as I'm telling you, I'm remembering the story. In fact, the pastor is in Canada now. That's what I was just like. So, this woman just said, Don't see the law! Don't see! They, they have to say it three times, it's not once. Don't see the law! Don't see the law! As she was saying the second time, the pastor just had to stop. In fact, when she said it the first time, Hallelujah, so we're, we're, we're trying to close. Amen, amen. She just Don't see the law! <laughs> She doesn't say anything like, don't see any law! That was how the pastor had no option but to now listen to don't see any law. And now, where did they get the don't see any law from Old Testament? All the prophets that want to speak in the Old Testament, don't see any law. <laughs> now, so a lot of us have taken tongues too for a translation. So when you say, Shalabaragadaka, Jesus, 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 oh, Froko, su, su, su. that is to say, the soup, the soup, the soup. It has to sound alike. That's translation of tongues. That is not it. As you get to what I'm saying, that is not it. So, the gift of translation of tongues does not mean the gift of interpretation. Sorry, not translation. The gift of interpretation of tongues does not mean translation. Rather, it is explaining to the mind what was uttered in tongues. When you are interpreting tongues, you are explaining to your mind what you utter. And it is possible for the mind, it is not possible for the mind to translate tongues based on the fact that the understanding of the grammar or the understanding of the vocabulary is not trained to understand it. Your, the vocabulary of tongues is not trained for you to understand it. So, and because... Tongues is, you are speaking an inintelligible speech. It's not an intelligent speech. Tongues is not something you understand. Tongues is not something that is intelligent. So, that is why the human mind is not productive when you are speaking in tongues. It is not an intelligent conversation. So, that conversation you are happening to the normal human reasoning that you are thinking is not intelligent. It doesn't make sense. So, that is why we have interpretation. So we bring out the conversations we are having with God in tongues. So, when your transgift is in operation, and it's tongues and interpretation now, through, and, through the believer, the church will be edified. The main goal is that the person will be blessed. People will hear you and receive from what you are going to do, what you are saying. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is to edify someone. It is to bless someone. But don't forget, remember, when you are talking in tongues, what are you doing already? You are edifying yourself already. So when you are trying to interpret, the essence of interpretation of tongues will be to do what? To bless somebody because if you both speak in tongues, you are not going to bless the person. You are going to, the person will only be blessing himself, but you want to bless the person. 
just like I'm speaking in English and I'm teaching, what am I doing? I'm blessing you, right? But if I start talking in tongues, what, what am I doing? I started blessing myself. Is it making sense to somebody? Let me see your hands if it makes sense. Okay, good. So that's why, look at the last Corinthians 14 again. He says, For he that speaketh and not all, speaketh not unto man, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, albeit in the spirit is speaking mysteries. He now says, But he that prophesied, speaketh unto men. For Ed, look at what he now says. For he that prophesied, meaning he would have interpreted his tongue, he would have said things in a, in a low language, right? What will now happen? He speaking to men for what? To edification, for exhortation, for comfort. He now says this again in verse 4. He now says, He that speaking that wrote or does what? Edifies himself. But he that prophesied does what? Edifies the church. So the essence of interpretation of tongues is for what? Edification. So interpretation of tongues to the believer, you are bringing out the outcome of the discussion or fellowship that you had with the Father in tongues or in the spirit to the mind. Meaning, what you are doing is, as you are talking, you are making your mind understand, oh wow, this is what I've been saying for the past 30 minutes. Sometimes, interestingly, sometimes I'm having a prayer meeting with a friend, with some friends, and we're just praying. And we're praying for one another. They're asking me, after we're done praying, they're Man of God, what, what, what does, what's the Spirit of God saying to you? And I'm just saying it. And it's just maybe two words. I'm just saying, you know what? Man of God. And I'm, I, I remember the last one. The last one, I just told the person just one word. And the person told me maybe like two, three words too. And we prayed for quite some minutes. The meaning of that is that this is what God wants you to do. So, but many a times, we've not trained, we've not trained ourselves to trust utterances from people. You just look at somebody and just feel like, and that's why I teach you and say, don't just give utterances from what you are thinking. It's not a thinking. Now, can you have, when you are giving utterances, can you have an intuition? Let me know you call it an intuition. Can you have a knowing as touching a particular thing about the person? Definitely. Because the revelation given, the utterance give work intertwining. And I'm going to explain it in the course of this series too. Such that you might want to, you, do, you might not necessarily even have to give an interpretation. Just by praying with the person, deep down you already know what, you are, what is going on. I don't even know what I'm talking about. You just know in your heart like, okay, this is it. So you don't even have to go. So many a times, I, I, let me use this word loosely, or don't let me even, let me use it loosely. I can call interpretation like a lazy way of just playing with the spirit. Because many times, once you just talk in tongues a lot, you just know something. If you are praying, let's say, me and you are there now, let's say, I'm too old and you are there hands now, but just say, okay, let's give each other a word. Just by talking in tongues about us, you just know something. But if you know, if you, are not, if you know that you do not say anything, you now give the interpretation. Does that make sense? And remember, just like you spoke in tongues, you know you did not think. So that shows that even if nothing is on your heart, you can still flow with the Holy Ghost by talking in tongues. You can still bless somebody by talking in tongues. Even if nothing was on your heart before. How? Remember, let's talk in tongues again. Uh, hallelujah. You know, now you didn't have to think, you just talked. Immediately we just say, oh, you just imagine you just say, okay, let's bless somebody now. And you just take somebody now, you just bless the person with tongues. 
and you just give the person an altar. You just say, let's just, you just hold the person and you just say, talk in tongues, talk in tongues. I will just say, okay, hallelujah. Just, now you can interpret. The same way you just started, boom, you just start talking. But many times we want to think, stop thinking. You will flow by the Holy Ghost. Remember, it is what? The same spirit. The same spirit. So let's end this way tonight. Ah, I, I said I won't waste our time, but it's, it's, it's looking like I'm, I'm already wasting it. Amen. Alright, let's let's end this way. You know that word where it says in verse 4, where it says, let, look at where it says in verse 5, sorry. Or let's uh, we, so so we said, look at how Paul explained when it says in verse 5, where it says uh uh if you speak in tongues in verse 5, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 5, I would that you are speaking in tongues, in that sense, but rather that you prophesy. Now, a lot of people used to think that prophecy is greater than all of those things because of the rather. That word rather, and I've always explained to you, go and listen to Bible and Notice series too. I've always explained to you that English, the Bible is not as English as you think. And that's why I told you I'm careful of all these translations that are trying to explain and expound English. Even the one that is written, they didn't write the English very well. We are still going back to the Greek to see the original usage. But English now makes it look like they are breaking it down, breaking it down, breaking it down. Now, the word rather now looks like greater than. I would rather you just, you know, it's just like saying, I would rather you sweep the church than sit down in the church. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking at, it's not looking like sweeping the church is greater than sitting down. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, but that's not what it means in the original, in the original context. That word rather in the Greek is from the Greek word malon, M-A-L-L-O-N. And it implies much more or so much more. Much more or so much more. Much more or so much more. In other words, what Paul was explaining is that when the believer speaks in tongues and interprets what was uttered in tongues, it equals prophecy. That's what it meant. So when he says, I'd rather that he speak in tongues, but rather that he prophesy, he's just saying that when you speak with tongues and interpret, that is the essence of prophecy. That is equal to prophecy. So when he says, rather, malum, which means much more or so much more, it's like saying tongues plus interpretation, it will give you prophecy. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. So it means it will give you prophecy. Meaning tongues plus interpretation is, is the hour of prophecy. If you are about, if you want to prophesy, just talking tongues and interpretation. Prophecy is not a duty. See, in that prophecy, in that tongues and interpretation, you can get an exact details. In that tongues and interpretation, you can be able to say, your name is this. But stop restricting your mind to, that's why I say you should stop thinking. Stop restricting your mind to, oh, I see and I see and I hear and I hear. No, in that interpretation of tongues, you can get, this is your address. This is your name. This is what you do. And you get what I'm saying? You can guess the same detail. But the reason why you have limited yourself to, I just see and I just see, is because of what your mind has been fixed to. If your mind has been fixed to a particular realm, you are not going to break out of that box. Are you getting what I'm saying? But if you want to launch deep, you have to be able to flow intelligently. In that interpretation, of course, since this prophecy, you can be able to say, all right, now, because you know that once you call the exact cases, it's going to bless the person. It's going to wow the person. Then you will not give the person intelligent things to edify him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying, guys? So when, it says, so when the operations of the, 
Utterance gift is at work in and through the believer. Tongues is primary because tongues is the starter. Are you getting what I mean? Without tongues, there is no interpretation. Without tongues and interpretation, there is no prophecy. Are you see that the utterance gift works together. I'm going to explain prophecy proper next week. Now, so now, and in the apostolic instructions in the epistle, too, for the believer to be praying in the spirit, in Ephesians 6, verse, it says, praying always with the spirit. Jude 1, verse 20, it says, praying in the Holy Ghost. Be wherefore, be able to pray, yourself in your most holy face and praying in the Holy Ghost. It is most worthy that even the writer, even Paul, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18, he says, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you. He himself was a man given to much prayer. See, let me tell you. If there are a man given to talking in tongues a lot, your natural words will be utterances. Such that you are talking to someone, someone will be asking you, ah, how did you know this detail? You know what I'm saying? Ah, I'm just talking you. Why? Because your natural outflow will just be utterances. It should just be interpretation. It should just be prophecy. Because it's like saying, imagine you spent 24, 48, 50, something hours just talking in tongues. And you're just coming to have a natural conversation with somebody. I'm telling you, you just be talking. You don't be flowing. Everybody's like, ah, how do you know this? How do you know this? Sometimes I don't have to. That's why many times I'm so confident that if I'm preaching, all I just need to do is just, especially if it is not my local church, all I just have to do is pray. That's how I prepare mostly. I don't really prepare because I not, not I'm trying to boast. I can teach naturally without a jotter or a pre or a prescript. So all I just have to do is just pray. By the time I get to the pulpit, I would naturally just be flowing. Because I have spent time talking in tongues, I'm expecting that I'm going to have an interpretation. Those interpretations now will bless life. I will be able to call out cases freely. I wouldn't have to talk in tongues. I would say, there's somebody here, this and that. I will just be flowing freely. Why? I have prayed in tongues. So my natural outflow will just be, now I'm just saying, my, the outcome of my conversation with God, I'm seeing the result here. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. That is what happens. So that's why the believer ought to pray a lot in tongues. There's a place I was ministering in in December, in, in one church, and I, I, as, as I was ministering, as I don't go to the pulpit, as I was just ministering, as I was just ministering, I just kept calling. In fact, I was teaching them about ministry actually and telling them about who is going to be their president what is going to be. and i just found myself telling them they did not now they did not tell me i was in fact it was that day i got to the city so they didn't tell me what was going on about who is going to be their president what is not going to be their president i just started, I just started talking I just started saying, you don't even your president now the person you want to pick now the president was not even expecting this and that. i said they're not getting really shut up i said i don't know the president the, the present president, that's like, don't, don't expose this thing. I said, I don't have to ask him with the microphone. Did you tell me anything? So it's not going to look like that. We planned something here. You didn't tell me anything. I'm just coming to the city just this morning. And you get what I'm saying? Now, and that's because of a natural flow of prayer. So that shows that as you talk in tongues, I want to practicalize this evening before we leave. Such that we can get revelations. Amen. It's, it's not good to teach and just leave you and just say hallelujah. There's teaching and practicality of teaching. Now you get what I'm saying. We'll, we'll just be intelligent and flow with five minutes. And what we want to do is that we'll just talk in tongues for at least three to four minutes. 
let's say you, you get the person you want to minister to and just spend quite some time. When I mean quite some time, we'll just be intelligent like saying, quite spend quite some quality time just talking. Now you you are fixing the person on your heart, right? And you are just talking in tongues for the next three to five minutes. Then watch your interpretation. You will see that you will minister effectively now. Hallelujah. You will just mean you will not flow. You should just be a natural flow. Yes, revelation gift will obviously happen, such that even as you are that praying, you will just start knowing certain things. Are you getting what I'm saying? And see, let your ears be open. As we want to flow now, let your ears be open. Many of us have learned to despise things like this. Because in the despising of things like look at what Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5. I will end this way. So when we speak in tongues, we, we, we can catch the leading of the Spirit. We can catch what God is saying. We can catch what, what is not happening. What, what is not happening. We can. We can. And look at what it says in 1 Thessalonians 5. Because I want you to, I don't want us to be a church. I, I'm giving you my I'm giving you my next week's sermon. And, and I'm just explaining it here. I don't want us to be a church where we, we despise things like this. Look at what it says in I'm going to explain this properly <clears throat> next week. You look at what it said in verse 17, first Thessalonians 5, verse 17. It says, pray without sin. In verse 18, it now says, In everything give thanks, but this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. In verse 19, it now says, Quench not the spirit. That means don't put out the spirit fire. In verse, 19, in verse 20, it now says, Despise not what? Prophesy. And what did you say prophesying is? Forms and interpretation. So it is a sin for us to despise prophecy. It is a sin for the believer to just look at someone and say, I beg, what you said to me, I don't, I beg, I I don't believe in it. I don't like it. I don't know. It's a sin. It shows you are not obeying the scriptures. Paul gave us an express instruction. He says, despise it. Don't despise it. So, what we want to do tonight, we want to act on the word as a church. Such that, now don't see, don't be scared. You, you already have the ability of the spirit. It's just like saying, you are born with the hand. Like I gave you an example, and you just don't know how to use the hand. You are born with a leg, and you don't know how to use the leg. You are born with the eyes, and you can't see. And the, the, everything is working, but you are just saying you. This you are looking at a ball, but you are still saying you can't see. That's what is happening to a believer that don't know how to flow with the spirit. So now I've already told you that interpretation is not translation, right? So that shows that when I give people utterances, they can be led that way. And you get what I'm saying? When I prophesy to people, their prophecy can... Okay, it's just like me now. One of the prophecies that brought me to Rochester was the prophecy of my pastor that says, take a bold step. Act on God's word. If I had despised that prophecy, I won't be in Rochester today. And many of you won't be here today. Won't be in this service today. Why? Because I acted on God's word. I was scared. I mean, I don't know anybody in this city before I moved down. I didn't, I didn't even have any inclination of what this city would look like. But the prophecy said, take both steps in 2022 and act on it. And all you will have is God's word. So all I had too, and I came with was God's word. They said we should take both steps. So I bought a ticket and I moved down. 
That is not the... So, do you know something? If I had despised that prophecy now by saying, ah, beg, all these people that just to give utterances, I won't be here today. You won't be in this service today. You won't be here in this world today. What if you know what I'm talking about? That is such a life of, if you despise what you are about to do now. So, despising prophesying is a what? Is a sin. So, we're going to study prophecy next week. But interpretation, we just saw it now. So, that shows that the same way you did not think, right? Is the same way you not, the same way you did not think in tongue is the same way you are going to flow naturally. But a lot of you, you want to be mechanical. You want to be thinking, oh, so, okay, this is it. No. You will naturally talk by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are ready to flow. I don't know if you are ready to flow. Yes, and we are going to have the leading of the Spirit in this meeting. I mean, let's be on our feet as we just talk in tongues. Let's just talk in tongues. Let's just, let's just talk in tongues and just talk in tongues. Amen. Let's just talk in tongues. Let's just talk in tongues. Talk in tongues, please. Pray the Holy Ghost.